Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love in all of us comment. <laughs> I completely forgot about the change in that. Do you like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Oh, baby, bone Sharif. Hi, what? Lindsay. The key. You did a great job. Did you filthy animals? Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. (laughs) It's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, y'all. Bye. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Welcome to season two. <laughs> What's up, Krubies? Yo, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, we are not HMC. And if you're a little confused by this, we're going to tell you what's going on. Yeah, you might want to check your calendars there. <laughs> so our friends at the horror movie crew, mainly Josh, decided that they didn't want to be known as dickheads anymore. So what did they do? They naturally called their best friends from Canada to teach them how to spread a little bit of that Canadian cheer on their podcast. Yes. And we are here to teach you that. Yes, we are. And we are also here to say... April April Fools! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So yeah, this episode, April Fools Day episode... (laughs) We are taking over the HMC podcast for the day. For the day. Just this day. Uh, probably won't do this again, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work. Those fuckers, it was a lot of work. Those guys are uh, pretty dedicated to what they're doing. <laughs> they are. They are. Gotta give it to them. They are really dedicated. And uh, yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, I think we can pull this off. I think so. All right, man. So what have you been up to this past week? Have you been uh, skiing by yourself or opening any glory barns? um, I did uh, do my taxes. Very nice. Um, I've been watching a lot of Antiques Roadshow. Very cool. You know, because that's what 52-year-olds do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Checking out all my stuff in the attic. Yeah. no, I've been uh, watching a few things. Um, I decided to start watching the Marvel movies in chronological order again. Oh, Jesus fuck. So, yeah. yes. Um, I haven't done that because that was like what everyone seemed to be doing last year. Yeah. Um, Myself included. Yeah. So I watched Captain America and Iron Man. Um, I already watched Captain Marvel like two months ago, so I didn't rewatch it. Yeah. It's not very good um, anyways. No, not that great. Um, there's one thing I've started. I'm going to save that for another episode. Sorry, uh, Krubies. All right. Um, but I did watch a documentary on Netflix okay. uh, called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, dude, I wanted to watch that. 
Dude, it's so good. Is it? Oh my god, yeah. It brings back so many memories, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I really like, want to check I don't know, out. like I'm sure same with you, but I used to live at the movie store. Oh fuck yeah. Man, it was it was such an experience. Like it wasn't just with like renting the movie, it's the experience you have there. Yeah. Is even like today I miss going to the movie store because you sit on Netflix or whatever and just go through movie after movie and spend like 15 20 <laughs> minutes just sitting there going through movies and yeah just the movie going like the um movie rental experience was something else yeah and checking out all the different covers and stuff like that yeah and it's really sad that kids these days or even i guess teenagers now yeah don't know what that is that's very true when did the last like I know that there's the one blockbuster that's left, but like when did they all start closing? I can't remember. Well, it, should, it says it in the documentary, but there was three that were left in Alaska, I think, in 2018 or 2019. Okay. And then they closed, so it was very recent. I think it was like 2019. Shit. You think it's because their Wi-Fi sucks up there? <laughs> Maybe, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Ah. The, yeah, the Americans stole that from us. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's about it. What uh, have you been watching? Um, well, I have listed what, because we just dropped an episode on our own podcast. Uh, so I had listed on there the shit that I had already talked about, but I'm just going to skip over that. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching season three of Paradise PD a few nights ago. Oh, right. Um it, it's kind of getting old like the humor was amazing in the first season and then it was starting to get a little old in the second season and right. now it's just like kind of gone off the rails and i don't know i mean like there's there one episode where the one main character for whatever reason he had like a polyp on his asshole <laughs> okay and the polyp ended up switching places with his actual head so he was just walking around being like a walking asshole for a face for the one episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was just like, I don't even know what to fucking make of this. Sounds like someone I know. <laughs> just a walking <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And uh, I just started season three of Cobra Kai last night, finally. I've been, oh, you finally did. Yeah, yes. I've been putting it off, putting it off, and I finally tossed it on last night. I only watched nice. the first episode, but... Nice. Yeah, I still got like uh, two episodes left in season two. Nice. So I just got to get back to that. That season finale is fucking insane. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to it. All right. If that's it. That's it. Ready for Truth No Dare? Yes, sir. All right. Who's going first? All right. So I think I got two questions. You got two questions? I got two. Okay. So I'll ask my first, then you ask yours. I'll go back and forth. Okay. All right, so would you rather lose your taste buds every time you left your house or every time that you were in your own house? Every time I was in my own house. You would want to lose your taste buds. Yeah, because I think other people's cooking is better. Like, it always tastes better than your own. That's that's fair. So, like, if I'm going to a restaurant, I'm going to drop, like, 50 or $60 at a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to taste it. That's true. I struggle with this. I think I, I'm going with the same answer you did. Because, like, at a restaurant or something, you can, like, experience something different than mm-hmm. you tasted before. Yeah. But then again, if you're at your house, like, how often do you out to eat? So you'll just be <laughs> eating nothing, basically, 
for the rest of your life. Just eating for sustenance, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's true. But I think I'd rather go with uh, lose my taste buds every time I left my house. You'd have to have like a really good job because you'd want to be eating out a lot. That's true. Yeah. Now, is it like my property or is it just inside my house? Well, I mean, I guess your property because okay. yeah, that's kind of cheating. But <laughs> just eat outside of my front step. Every <laughs> yeah, in the in the dead winters of Canada. Yeah. Fuck it. All right, my first question to you. What are some of your guilty pleasures that you are willing to admit? Um, guilty pleasures. I don't really have, I don't know, it might be weird, like, depending who you are. But one of my guilty pleasures is um, watching music or, like, reactors on YouTube. Yeah, okay. I dig that too. Like Tulip, even after Tulip Mafia. Yeah, Tulip Mafia is the man. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, like, even if I go and watch a movie, I'll just go home and like watch a review or whatever. Like a lot of um it's like YouTubers that do anime watches, so they'll like react to an episode of anime and I just I don't know why, but I'll literally watch like hundreds of videos. Like there's one music video of the band Ginger who I really like, who have and like in studio recording mm. and i probably watched easily a hundred different episodes of people reacting to that <laughs> music video <laughs> i don't know i just love seeing people's reactions to things yeah there's a there's a guy from toronto that does them too his name's wyatt stav okay and he's he has some good reaction videos too mm. i'll have to check it out so th- this is exactly why you don't watch movies anymore you're just watching fucking youtube videos all the time exactly honestly i've probably watched hundreds of hours of youtube (laughs) (laughs) it's really sad uh i don't know if i should be impressed or disappointed in you what's uh what about you uh i don't know i i'm not a firm believer in guilty pleasures I think, right. like, if you like something, you like something. Yeah. Um, one thing that, like, a lot of people agree with it now, but one thing, like, whenever it first came out, people would always make fun of me, but I fucking love Mean Girls. Like, Dude, I love Mean Girls, too. I know, I know, and it's fine. Like, I'm 32 years old now. I don't give a fuck. I'll admit it to anybody. I'm admitting it over the airwaves right now. But, like, whenever yeah. it first came out, it was like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody that I like this movie. Yeah. Um, actually, I know that you can speak to what I'm about to say as well, but Bettina's been like, like today I was typing up these notes all day and Bettina watched like four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I was definitely watching more of that than I was typing up. <laughs> it's a good show. It is. I don't watch it, it as much anymore, but like whenever Sarah first started watching it, I watched like the first fucking three or four seasons right with her. Yeah. For the most part. Definitely reality shows. I'm kind of that's definitely a yes. guilty pleasure as well. Yes. Uh, Love Island is the greatest reality show <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Also, the worst one I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Um, there's a new season of The Circle coming on in Netflix. I'm pretty fucking pumped about that. No way, really? Yeah. Is I... it another American one? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. 
we we got so hooked on that show oh man it's so good that we tried watching i think we watched half of the spain one yeah and there was a brazil one too i think yeah but it just it was a different language so it was kind of hard to get attached to like the american one mm-hmm. but that show was amazing yeah and as you know i'm a huge big brother fan too so i guess maybe that's another guilty pleasure yeah but anyways Cool. Well, actually, speaking of reality shows, this ties into my second question. Oh, perfect. Would you rather be a series regular on Keeping Up with the Kardashians or Jersey Shore? Oh, damn. That's a tough question, because if I'm a season regular on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, that means I'm rich. <laughs> that was exactly my thoughts, too. But, I mean, if I'm on Jersey Shore, like, all they do is party and have fun. Yeah. Now, uh... I'm going to go keeping up with the Kardashians because I think I'm too old to keep up with the Jersey Shore crew now. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. I could party like five or six nights a week anymore. Yeah. But I used to love that show. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I would go with the same answer, keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, like you said, I wouldn't be able to keep up with the Jersey Shore. And I don't GTL. The only thing I have to do is laundry. I don't <laughs> go to the gym or tan, so... You're a pasty, lanky guy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Although the Kardashians do drive me fucking crazy. They do. They do. All right. So my next question, this one might be tough. Um, I'm just going to ask for three, but I want what songs are on your zombie killing soundtrack? Zombie killing soundtrack. Like, if you were going on a zombie killing spree, what would you want, like, your three songs to be playing in the background? Okay. I'm going to pull up Spotify, but right off the top of my head, I would go with uh, Down With A Sickness by Disturbed. Nice. Um, That's hard. Um, I'm trying to think of some song. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, no Pity for a Coward by Suicide Sounds because that song gets me pumped the fuck up. That's a great song. And I'll probably go with uh, Sandstorm by Darude. Oh, all right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go Ace of Spades from Motorhead. Nice. Again, because that song gets me fucking pumped up. Yeah. Um, Dragula from Rob Zombie. I was thinking of that too. Yeah. So either Dragula or Never Gonna Stop. Mm, One yeah. of those two. Uh, you know, you got me. Oh, fuck it. The Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs> nice. Tell me that Let's song doesn't it. get you pumped up. Definitely does. Definitely does. <laughs> I feel like Daryl from uh, Walking Dead rocks uh, Ace of Spades. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right. (laughs) We ready for getting lit and talking shit? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, man. So you picked this movie. Yeah, I guess kind of. Well, it was your idea for the movie. Yeah. So what movie are we going to be talking about? So we are talking about 
2004's Shaun of the Dead. Fuck yeah, we are. We are. Now, and what made yeah. you want to pick this movie? Uh, we were kind of both going back and forth about what movie we wanted to do for this episode. And we both kind of agreed that uh, horror comedy would be the best because... Because HMC, HMC thinks they're funny. Well, that and they're... <laughs> Like Josh likes to preface, they're a comedy podcast disguised as a horror movie podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so I love this movie. I'm pretty sure you do too. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, I love this movie. So yep, that's why I picked it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. As soon as you said it, I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" Like this is the perfect movie to do on an episode like this. Definitely, definitely. Uh, can you remember the first time that you watched this movie? I can't exactly, but I think I watched it in my friend uh, Ryan Graham's basement because he had the sequel to this movie on on dvd and we both love that movie and i i think i watch it with him but well, honestly i don't remember but uh did you say the sequel to this movie well like the not sequel but you know like the second in edgar wright's trilogy oh like hot fuzz hot fuzz yeah okay okay yeah gotcha. um so i think i watched it probably around like 2005 2006 yeah maybe but i don't remember exactly the first time i watched it what about you? Um, I, I came in 2004, so I was 15. So yeah, I worked at a convenience store at this point. I'm like 99% sure that's where I was working when I was 15. Right. Um, and we did movie rentals there. It was just like a little fucking corner in the store where there's movies to rent. Yeah. Um, so I remember whenever we first got this movie in, because I would have to scan them into the system. And uh, I just like... I'd never heard of Nick Frost or Simon Pegg, like, cause they had only been popular in the UK at this point. This movie like really kind of brought them into North American mainstream right. cinema. Uh, but I mean, I, I read the back of it. I loved the sound of it. Um, I was getting into horror movies at this point. So the whole idea of it being like a horror comedy, I don't think I'd really seen one at that point. Um, so it was just one that I knew I had to check out. So I think I rented it that night that it came out. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I fell in love with it right away. It's so mm -hmm. funny. It is. It's great. Um, but yeah, I can't. I don't think I watched it with anybody or, or like I didn't have that experience. And I definitely didn't see it in theaters. I don't even know if it was in theaters in Canada, to be honest. But yeah, yeah I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, I remember loving it. Um, as much as I do now, really. Okay. So, we already kind of discussed it a little bit, but it this movie was directed by Edgar Wright, who has quite the fucking resume. He does. I hadn't really realized it. Like, I knew he did, well, Hot Fuzz, this movie, and The World's End. Yeah. But he also directed all the episodes of Spaced, which was the TV show that really gave nick frost and simon Pegg their fame mm -hmm. uh, it's funny too i don't know if you've ever watched it or not i don't i haven't no yeah i i feel like there's only one season or two seasons of it maybe but it was really funny 
Um, he's also directed Baby Driver, which is oh. fucking so good. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like Baby Driver, the first time I watched in theaters, I oh, didn't nice. really know what to expect from it. But I was blown away by that movie. Yeah. Just the soundtrack and the way he edited like the music into the movie, I love so much. Yeah. Yeah, like Oh, yeah. He's deaf, so like the the only time you really hear music and shit like that is when he puts his headphones in. Mm-hmm. And it just like yeah, it sounds so sick. Yeah. Uh and he also directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Which I love that movie too. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time, man. And it's based in Toronto, like off a comic book, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's basically like a comic book turned into a movie. What well, that's essentially what it is, but I mean it actually feels like that too. Yeah. Was there anything else on his resume that you Uh you've did you you mentioned the the like the trilogy yeah. of Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um No, that that's about it. Um, so moving on from the director to the cast, um, I have five cast members here. All right. So, so obviously it stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And these two are in like a lot of shit together. They're, they are. Pretty much yeah. like if you see one of their names, you're going to see the other name as well. Not in yeah. everything. Like I've, I've found lately they've kind of gone their own separate ways a little bit. Yeah. Like has um did Nick make like any sort of cameo in any of the uh Mission Impossible movies with him? I'm not sure. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. Not that I can remember. But definitely Simon Pegg is more of a uh was more well known, I think, than Nick Frost. Yeah, because Simon Pegg's like he's gone on to do like Star Trek and Star Trek into the into the darkness and um He's in a few episodes of The Boys. Yes, he is. Yeah. So he's moved on into bigger things. But like Nick Frost still has a lot too. Like he was in Fighting with My Family, which is that like somewhat yeah. biopic of the wrestler Paige. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Slaughterhouse Rules, which I watched, I don't know, like maybe six or seven months ago. And they're both in a TV sh- a new TV show called Truth Seekers. Which got canceled, unfortunately, but... Yeah. Uh, I only watched a few episodes of it, but I think you watched it, didn't you? No, I, I was going to. It was on my list to watch, but I never got around to it. It got canceled before you could really get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Um, next up is Kate Ashfield, and she played Liz, which is Simon Pegg's uh, love interest girlfriend or whatever in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it also stars Lucy Davis, who plays Diane, who is Liz's roommate or flatmate, as they call it in the UK. Yep. And then Dylan Moran plays David, who is Diane's boyfriend, who is also one of Liz's roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't get too far into their resumes, though, because I didn't really recognize much that they were in. I don't know if you saw anything or not. Or no, I didn't. Looked. No, I didn't see anything. All right. All right. Was there any any honorable mentions that you had, or um, there was one little cameo, but I don't know if we want not a cameo, but I don't know if you want to mention an hour of that scene. But uh, 
I'll say it now. Uh, right. Martin Martin Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saw him. I, I totally forgot about that, honestly. So did I. It's like such a small role for him, too, because he's a big name actor. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. he was back then or not. I, I feel like he was, though. I don't know, because... Oh, he would have been in, in the office, the British office at that point. Yeah, that's true. But, hmm. Yeah. Have you watched the British office? I think I watched one or two episodes like a long time ago, but yeah. I never, never got into it. I think after watching the American one, like nothing even lights a candle to it. So I know like, I mean, that that's how the, the British feel about the American office. I'm sure. I, I don't know. Do you think so? I, th- I think so. I think so. Hmm. It'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Maybe we'll call up the poor podcast and see what they think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think the American one is far superior, but that's also the one that we kind of grew up on. So maybe your, exactly. Maybe your theory does hold up. All right. Did you uh, did you check the budget or the the box office on this one at all? I didn't. No. All right. Well, I'm going to quiz you then. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the budget on IMDb was in British pounds. But okay. uh, I converted it to U.S. dollars okay. for this. So what do you think the budget was? I'm going to say the budget was $15 million. Ooh, you're way high. Damn. How much? The budget was $5.5 million. Ah, damn. Yeah. It was $4 million British pounds. Oh, okay. I'm sure with inflation though, that might be close to your number by now. So that's yeah. like 17 years ago. So yeah, true. Probably close to like 10 million. Yeah. And this movie grossed 30 million in theaters. So worldwide. Yeah, I mean, that's not terrible. It made its money back. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be interesting to see what it is um, like with DVD sales and all that. Yeah. So I looked on uh, Box Office Mojo and it didn't show me like DVD sales or anything like that. Mm. I think it just showed like theater releases. And right. they, they did a 2020, I think it was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So they did a 2020 re-release only in the UK. Oh, that would have been so cool. Yeah. And it only made like, I think it was like 16,000 or something like that. It was something really low. Well, I mean, COVID it, was happening. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what their situation was for movie theaters over in the UK, but I'm sure that had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if they did like a worldwide re-release, it would probably make a shit ton of money. I feel like it's one of those movies that like people would just be chomping at the bit to go and watch. Oh, definitely. Especially yeah. in this time where like... <laughs> yeah. Not only are we not allowed to go to a movie theater, but like it's like this world is so chaotic right now. It, kind of makes you think about it yeah so the synopsis is short and sweet (laughs) but i mean it it sums it up pretty well so a man's uneventful life is disrupted by the zombie zombie apocalypse that's it uh i like it because he really does have an uneventful life (laughs) What do you mean, man? He goes to work, he drinks all night, and he plays video games. <laughs> Guys living the dream. That's, 
That's like my life, man. (laughs) (laughs) Swap out video games with TV shows and anime, and that's you. And YouTube reactors. Yes, true, true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. Let's hop into this fucking movie. Let's do it. Did you hear? <laughs> uh, could you even hear my slam? That was a weak ass slam. It was a slam. I I prematured turkeyed. <laughs> I've heard you had that problem. Uh, from who? An old ex? Yeah, probably. She, she trying to take me down? Probably sabotage. Yeah. Uh, All right. Oh, are you oh, gonna say something? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking homemade wine. From Casey? No, from uh, the girlfriend's parents. Oh, nice. They gave us uh, three bottles last night, so. How is it? Uh, Well, the first one, the girlfriend opened is white wine. I'm not really a fan of white wine, so. You're crazy. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's not a big fan. Is it going to fuck you up? Probably. Nice. You really are taking on uh, Seth's role aren't you i am i know <laughs> i think What's he drinks a, red wine though he does yes in my uh fancy it wine glass that patina got me for christmas very nice what are you drinking uh we went grocery shopping last night and yes. uh, we went to the superstore so they have alcohol there right and right in front of my eyes was a full row of my whitewater brewing company blood moon sour nice so you best believe i grabbed a few of those (laughs) very nice (laughs) um so yeah that's what i'm drinking right now and then i have sitting beside me is a nickel brook brewing company no bad days dry hopped lager nice i think i've had that one before yeah i love the cut the can it's like a skeleton with a sombrero and a mustache Yes, that sounds very familiar. So, yeah. yeah, I bought it for the can. <laughs> nice. I often do that as well. <laughs> if it looks cool, it's going to taste good. Yeah. All right. Shall we hop into this movie? Let's do it. All right. So scene one, it's Ed, not you. <laughs> <laughs> we open the movie with Sean having a pint with his girlfriend, Liz. She is telling him that he needs to change because she doesn't really like Ed and he doesn't really like Liz. We're introduced to Sean's best friend, Ed. Then Sean says, well, I don't really like your friends and they don't like me. We're then introduced to Liz's friends, Diane and David, who are sitting at the same table. Liz hasn't even met Sean's mom yet. Sean says that he will change. All right. So opening scene, we get a good introduction of the main cast, the main, I guess, five people. Yep. Um, minus the, the mother, Barbara. Yeah. And I felt like this opening scene really introduces you to the way that Edgar Wright directs his movies. Mm-hmm. It's very, there's like a lot of camera movements and like, it goes to like, like the camera shifts to each person as they're talking. Right. Like it, it's Be- not, it's not like panned out and like getting a whole view of the table. No, because at the first shot, you just see 
you just think that Liz and Sean are at the table just by themselves. Mm-hmm. But then it cuts over to Ed whenever she says she doesn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then whenever Sean says, I don't like your friends, it just cuts over to them. <laughs> They're also at the same table. Yeah. Oh, man. And he's like, well, why don't you like Ed? Like, he's a nice guy. And then it, <laughs> Ed walks up to the table. He's like, can I get another pint for you cunts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ed definitely shines in this movie. Just his character is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, jumping like not jumping ahead, but like uh, we talked about how Simon Pegg has kind of gotten a little bit more famous than Nick Frost, but I personally like Nick Frost more than Simon Pegg. Do you? Yeah. Like based off of this movie, I just or find just general in general. Like I just find he's funnier. Like he's usually yeah. he's usually the more vulgar one, and I don't know. He's just like the stereotypical like fat friend, I guess. <laughs> um, he's like he's just foul mouthed. He likes to drink in most of the shit that he's in, and like even in Paul, he was fucking hilarious in Paul. Agreed. He's definitely the shit disturber in this movie. Yeah, this movie makes me miss England of just all the fucking pints they have. Oh yeah. man. Just that's what they do over there. Just go into the pub and have a beer, have a beer. Yeah, I know. I need to. I would love to go over there. So next time you go, pack me in your suitcase. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll be the Nick Frost to your Simon Pig. Nice. Also, if you have any better scene names, please go ahead because I'm not as talented as Josh is. <laughs> I don't know. I like that first one. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you wanted to add with that first scene? I don't think so. I don't think so. Cool. All right. Scene two, Pete, the roommate. Hmm. Pete, the dick. Yeah. Is he though? Pete, the understandable dick. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's better. Uh, actually, I want to say something, but I'll save it. It's last I've done this. Okay. Um, we see the opening credits. During this, we see various people working their day jobs and going to work looking like zombies. Mm-hmm. Sean wakes up making it look like he's also a zombie. Sean makes his way downstairs and Ed is on the couch playing video games with beers everywhere. Sean sits down to play. Then Ed says, don't you have work? Sean stands right back up and we meet Pete, Sean's roommate. He tells Sean that there was open again last night, that he can't live like this anymore. He says to Sean that Ed doesn't bring any money to the house. Sean replies, he sells some drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Pete confronts Ed and says it's too hard to clean up a little, or is it too hard to clean up a little, or take a phone call and write down the message. Pete goes to leave, and we see notes on his back that say, I am a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I had this thought right now. Uh, Pete, the roommate, Kind of reminds me of um, our character from our Dead Dicks episode. Yeah. Which, go and check out, uh, Krubies. It's on over on our page. <laughs> um, uh, the guy that plays Pete, he looks so familiar. Like, I think he's has a small part in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, actually, now that you mention it. Um, he does look familiar. But other than that, he does look very familiar. 
Because he's like the guy in like the trailer of Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, what a bunch of a-holes or something. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but again, this scene, like what you said in the first scene, Ed definitely stands out more than this. Yeah. <laughs> it is his character is more, uh, it's, it's he's more funny. Like I like Sean's character because he's more down to earth. Like he feels more of a real character than uh, than Ed. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, like, there are people in the world that are like Ed, too. Like, Sean's just like a, a working guy. Like, he gets up every morning, goes and works at a, was it like an electronics store? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So, he like, you watch Sean, and it's just like, he's like the typical working class person who hates mm-hmm. their job. Like, they just work a day job, nothing special. He just gets up, gets ready for work, like, makes the mm-hmm. fucking saunter to work, does a shift, and then comes home. Yeah. And like we'll kind of get into later, but Liz kind of says that for her reasonings, which we hear later, she just doesn't want to live that same life. It's just like a boring life. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you can tell that. I don't know why Pete hasn't kicked out Ed. I don't know if Ed is asleep on the couch or what, but I mean, like Seth and uh, Josh would say, this room is fucking disgusting. Oh, it is. It's so gross. Like he 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 lives like a teenager who never leaves his room, basically. Yeah. Just like cans yeah. everywhere. And I think his shit. shirt at this. He has a shirt on that says, "I have wood" or something like that, or, or get get got, some wood. Got wood or something? Yeah. yeah got wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, and then. Yeah. Was it this scene too where? Um, Pete and Sean were talking and Sean was like, Oh, like we have fun every now and then, like all three of us. And Pete's like, Oh yeah. Like re- remember that one time <laughs> where we got like really drunk and played Tekken two until like four in the morning. And Sean's like, Oh yeah, yeah. That was really fun. And then he's like, wait, <laughs> wait, when was that? And Pete's like, it was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good ass night though. It does. It yeah. Does. But definitely Sean is like more grown up than Ed is. Mm-hmm. And Pete is like above both of them. Yeah. I think later in the movie or during this scene as well, Pete says something Ed's not too far off from you being like a shitty person. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that, that scene? I don't think so. Cool. Scene three. Reservation for two at the Winchester. (laughs) Sean is on his way to work and we see him interact with a few people we see later on. On his bus ride, he sees a lady pass out on the side of the road. He works at an electronic store and his younger workers are always saying he's a hypocrite for taking personal phone calls when they aren't allowed. Liz calls to confirm he made the reservation at Fulci's tonight. Him not really listening, he says yes. His stepdad, Philip, shows up at his work to remind him to get flowers for his mum. Before he leaves work, he sees a homeless man starting to eat a pigeon. Sean makes it back home, and Ed says there was a three missed messages. His mom left a message. Liz left a message to remind him about reservations to eat out, and his mom again to have out Ed eat her out. <laughs> <laughs> Sean calls Fulchies to make a reservation, but they are full. Sean calls Liz and says they can go to the Winchester instead. Liz hangs up. Sean goes to Liz's apartment and David and Diane are there. 
Sean promises Liz again that things will change. Sean makes a remark to David that why don't you go out with her then, hinting that David likes Liz. Sean then gives Liz his mom's flowers. Then Liz breaks up with him. All right, a lot to unpack with that scene. Um, I didn't really know where to end it on that one. But <laughs> uh, During like the whole movie, Ed <laughs> just makes jokes about Sean's mom yeah. through the whole movie, just little hints. It's so funny. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because even that one scene where he, he's giving him the phone messages, like you said, and then like <laughs> Sean is clearly pissed, obviously, because Falchies is all booked for reservations and he's like biting on the phone and Ed's mm-hmm. like, I'm oh, just kidding about your mom. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Yeah. I forgot to mention there was one of the scenes, Liz leaves a message at his house and she wanted to change his reservation from seven o'clock to eight o'clock or something like that. Yeah. But uh, clearly just Sean is not a very great boyfriend at all. No, he's, I don't know. Like, it's I want to say like he's caught up in his own shit, but at the same time, it's almost like he's just caught up in Ed's shit. It's definitely Ed's shit. And it's also I think Sean is just stuck in. It's like, you know, whenever you're with a girlfriend for, you know, four or five years or even longer than that. Yeah. And at some point you're just you're in this kind of like lane or like a rut. Yeah, not like a rut, but it's like a lane where everything is just okay. Like nothing's bad, nothing's good, like nothing's eventful in your life. So you just kind of have to live with, like you're just kind of living with that. Yeah. You know, and then at some point, someone's going to break and be like, hey, this, there's no feeling in this relationship anymore. We're just kind of floating through life. Yeah. And evidently that was Liz. Yeah, exactly. Um, the lady that he sees pass out, do you think that she was infected or got infected? Uh, at this point, we start, we're start we starting to see zombies, so I think so. You think so? Yeah. Because, I mean, the homeless guy was clearly a zombie. Yes, he was. Uh, I would have loved to see him bite that pigeon's head off. Right? Like, fuck that bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I think during whenever he was at work and he was showing... A customer TV, there was, they were like flipping back and forth between the channels. And I think there was stuff going on in the TV I didn't really catch. Yeah. Yeah, it was like news reports and shit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, what, what do you think of David and Diane? More so David at this point. David's a uh, cocksucker. He is. He gets way worse. Yeah, he does. Through the movie. Diane is just like, she's just like, whatever. Um, I think Diane is kind of like Sean. Yeah. Because she kind of hints later during one of the scenes about their relationship, her and David. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like she's more like Sean. Like she's just kind of floating in this lane. Like clearly David has feelings for Liz, even just this one scene that you see. Yeah. It's always like David kind of coming to her, not to her rescue, but like anytime Sean's around, it's like him that's trying to push Sean away. Yeah. And at one point later on, Sean kind of snaps, but yeah, even at this scene, David says, well, if Liz isn't going, I'm staying here. And then she's like, oh, I'm going. And he's like, oh, I'm going too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Like if I was if I was Diane, I don't know what I'd feel about that. Yeah. Well, and that comes up later on too. It does, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else? Oh, also during this, it kind of, kind of. Um, what do you think is re- Sean and his mom's relationship? Like, I feel like it's a like a very codependent relationship. Yeah, I feel like Sean is is like one of those sons who like doesn't really call his mom or like talk to her that much. So you think it's the opposite of codependency then? Yeah. I don't know. I, Yeah. I think it might be because like we find out, well, not too much about Sean's father, but his mom has been with Philip for 17 years. So I think whatever happened with that, I think kind of pushed Sean away from his mom. Yeah. And I mean, him and Philip hate each other. So Philip is kind of a dickhole. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. And later on, there's like a, a scene that kind of explains all that. But, a little bit. But um, like his mom is a fucking space cadet. <laughs> she is. Like she doesn't realize anything that's going on. She has on. no idea what's going on. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, anything else to add for that scene? Nope. Cool. All right. Scene four. An orangutan impression to cheer you up. <laughs> oh man after his breakup he goes to the Winchester after Sean's breakup he goes to the Winchester with Ed we see a couple making out in front of the pub which we will come back to shortly to try and cheer Sean up Ed does his infamous monkey impression <laughs> <laughs> Sean tells him why Liz broke up with him and it was because she would be at this bar every day Ed says that's not a bad thing and tells Sean there are legends at this bar. Snake Hips, the Caucasidal Maniac, <laughs> and John, the bar owner, who used to be in the North London Mafia. He says it's not the end of the world. As they're leaving, you see in the background the kissing couple, the man's head nearly falls off. Yeah. They are hammered and see a man who is clearly a zombie. They sing back and forth with him. Back at the house, Ed and Sean are throwing a rave party back at the flat. Fuck. Pete comes down and throws record the record outside saying it's 4 a.m. that he has to work early because everyone else at his work has called in sick. He Sean and Ed ask him what happened to his hand, and he says that he got mugged on his way home and that someone bit him. Alright, so I think the one scene in this is kind of the most rememberable scene from like the trailer that I remember. Uh. Yeah. Fucking love that scene. Me too. It's so good. And Ed's orangutan impression cracked me the fuck up. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, my God. It's so funny. He does it good. Because, like, he's a good friend to Sean, but he just, he's so dumb and he has no remorse for feelings at all because <laughs> yeah. Sean is like in tears he's crying and Ed is just not helping him really at all I think like Ed's trying to help him like the only way that he knows how like by just being goofy and That's putting true. on like a, 
a comedy act, but yeah, like I feel like he gets uncomfortable in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just kind of tries to pass it off with comedy. Yeah. 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 I feel like Ed's character is, I don't know, like kind of on the spectrum. Like it seems yeah, yeah. a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I forgot. I loved like the whole, scene of whenever he was saying there's like legends in this bar and it's like oh okay, that's that's fine there's nothing wrong with coming here every day you know we got uh snake hips who's this old guy who has fucking cowboy boots and he's like oh he gets all the ladies and then the caucasidal maniac who is <laughs> a fucking porn worker who used to work in the porn industry and then they cut to john who's the bar owner just <laughs> looks has a shitty ass haircut. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, he used to work in the North London Mafia. Yeah. I would love to visit the Winchester, though. Me too. Me too. Um, Isn't there, a, like, because in the World's End, that's what the pub's called. Isn't that like a legit pub there, though? Oh, whenever I went to the London the last time, I did look up the bars from these movies. And I'm pretty sure that the Winchester got bought out and it was turned into like a hotel or something like that. That sucks. It but was it, one of the one of the bars, yeah. It was real though. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um I, I feel bad for Pete during the, this whole scene as well. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you said, they're just downstairs fucking DJing with <laughs> records. <laughs> hammered and he comes down he's like you guys it's 4 a.m and sean is like oh it's fine it's saturday and pete's like no it's fucking sunday <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome Ugh. and uh he's like what did he say he said nobody wants to hear your fucking hip-hop and he picks up and hucks it at the window and sean's like that was my second. That was the second album that I ever bought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, that, and uh, Ed's like, it's not hip hop. It's electro, prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, so good. Uh, it's kind of weird that uh, no one's really picking up on what's happening in the world because there's stuff on TV, but like even Pete. Seems like a pretty smart guy, but he's not really, you know, they don't really know what's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it's just to show that they're so caught up in their own shit Mm -hmm. that like, they don't realize all the stuff that's going on around them. And like the next, like the next day, Sean wakes up and he's all hung over. I don't know. Is that, that's probably new next scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next scene. Yeah. Well, I'll talk, we'll talk about that whenever we get to it then. Okay. But yeah, I mean like there's hints all throughout this, this opening, however many minutes we're at now where like stuff is really going on. And if anybody paid even like an inkling of attention to their surroundings, you would know that all this shit's happening. But I think that's what it's supposed to be is like a parody of the everyday life where like everybody just has their blinders on and they're just going from point A to point B back to point A. Like they're just going through the daily grind, just living their life to die, basically. Yeah, that's a great point because I actually wanted to bring it up in the earlier scene. Whenever the credits are rolling and you see all of the people going to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the scene 
uh, whatever, all like the construction workers are in the alleyway. Yeah. And they're kind of dancing with the music. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah. So. All right. I guess we'll move on to the next scene. Okay. So scene five, just a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Is Mr. Rogers coming out? Yeah, I know. Uh, so Sean is going to the shop to pick up a drink and an ice cream for Ed on his way. We see some familiar faces from before who are turned into zombies. He doesn't notice at all at the shop. There is no one there with bloody handprints on the fridge door. And Sean still doesn't notice anything at all. We see dead people in alleyways, a homeless man with no dog anymore. who was walking before. Back at home, Ed and Sean are watching TV and we see hints as to what is happening. People being eaten alive and Judgment Day. Ed tells Sean there's a girl in the garden. They go outside. She's turning around and not answering them. Ed throws a rock at her and she turns around and they're shocked. And then all of a sudden, Sean says, oh, she was so fucking drunk. (laughs) (laughs) She tries to attack Sean, and they are just laughing about it. Ed goes, hold on, I'll be right back. He goes in the house and comes back out with the camera and starts taking pictures of Sean holding the girl back. Sean pushes her off, and she ends up falling on a pole, which impales her. She gets off off the pole and starts walking toward them. They then turn around, and another big zombie is right there. They go inside to try and call an ambulance. (laughs) All right, this whole scene is so fucking great. Oh. All right, so like we just mentioned, Sean is kind of doing his daily routine where it's the exact opening from before where he sees, you know, the kid kicking the soccer ball, the guy in the car waving to him, the homeless guy with the dog, you know, him getting his drink. But the whole scene kind of swaps to what's happening now. And you see the kid is a zombie. Now the guy in the car is dead. There's no one in the shop. There's just like a bloody handprint and Sean even slips on some blood on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Still doesn't notice fucking walking outside. There's zombies everywhere, garbage everywhere. And Sean is just in that zone where he's, you know, doesn't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And like he walks up to his house and uh, there's like a home, a homeless guy with a dog leash, but there's no dog on it anymore. <laughs> and he's like walking like right beside Sean. And Sean's yeah. like, I don't have any money. Like I barely even had enough for what I had at the store. And he just walks on by <laughs> and he goes, fuck off. As he says, <laughs> like, as he's walking away, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, how did you not notice any of this? Yeah. Like any, like even at the shop, he's like, uh, Nelson, I owe you 15 pence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's even a guy like runs by him and he just kind of like looks over like what the fuck's that guy doing and just doesn't pertain anything that's happening around him yeah um the scene with the girl outside actually before that uh i i love this part because they're like flipping through the channels but the sentences from the different channels are like putting together sentences. Yeah. Like at one point he switches to like the animal planet and it says like eaten alive or teared apart. Yeah. Or something like that. 
yeah just really, everything just I really like, like that yeah. yeah i love that scene too like everything just like fits perfectly into like one continuous sentence of what's actually going on in the world <laughs> and i'm not i'm sure that wasn't easy to do no no at all um <laughs> But I love, like, even outside, they still have no idea what's happening. Because the girl throws around, and you think they'd be like, oh, fuck, get out of here. But they just start laughing. They're like, oh, you broad, you're drunk as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I mean, like, if you haven't noticed anything else that's been going on, like, you would kind of probably assume that maybe she was just drunk. Because yeah. she doesn't look like a zombie yet. Like no, she doesn't. The way that she's acting, yeah, she looks like a zombie. But you could confuse her with just someone who is absolutely fucking obliterated. Mm-hmm. And uh, like this kind of humor is very similar to what we do in the shadows. Yeah. And like these two movies are very close. Like at the top of my horror comedies. Yeah. Not to get too far ahead, but I find it's like the same kind of humor. Mm-hmm. yeah i can um, agree with that it's like it's very british humor like a lot of british comedy is like this movie yeah yeah and i thought that the gore effects in this scene were pretty well done too like mm-hmm. when she falls on the uh the pool or whatever yeah yeah she talk, just gets back up i talk about this later but like the, yeah like this movie fucking holds up with the times it does like this is 17 years old and it looks just as good as movies do now Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the zombie that shows up as well, the big guy, he's fucking huge. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> he looks like something straight out of like Silent Hill. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, he looks like, what was it? Left for Dead. Those big fat fuckers that come out. Yes. That's oh, what he looks like. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, anything else to add to that scene? I don't think so. Cool. Oh, All right. No. Yep. I was going to say, like, they can't find. Uh, this might be in your next scene, too. I'm not used to doing these scenes anymore. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but in that scene, like, they can't find. Uh, they can't find Pete. Yeah, that's in the next scene. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll save cool. it then. All right. All right, so scene six, G. Willikers, Batman. <laughs> Ed and Sean are watching the news again, trying to figure out what's going on. The reporter says you have to remove the head or destroy the brain. A prom zombie comes in and Sean smashes an ashtray on the zombie's head, killing it. They head outside with a basket full of random items and start throwing it at the zombies. The last thing Ed throws is a record with which hits the zombie in the head. Sean heads in to grab a box full of records. They go through the records, including a Batman record to use as a weapon. This isn't working. So Sean smashes through the shed door, grabbing a cricket bat and a shovel. They then begin to smash the zombies in the head. The news tells them to isolate someone who has been bit. They then realize that Pete was bit. Sean calls his mom and she tells him that Philip was also bit. They were a wee bit bitey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to just continue on with your Pete. Uh, before I do that, I want to yeah. just express how pissed off I am that they thought it was okay to toss the Batman soundtrack. I know, right? 
because that fucking soundtrack is amazing. But I mean, what soundtrack do you think it was? I don't know. He said Batman. So I'm assuming it's like Michael, Michael Keaton's. Keaton's. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I know. I was surprised at that, too. I was kind of pissed because I love that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Ditto. <laughs> but anyways, um, so, yeah, they can't find Pete and uh, they're like looking all over the place and eventually they this is probably going to be in your next scene too, but whatever. Uh, eventually they're, they decided they're going to take Pete's car. Yeah. That's probably in your next scene. No, uh, not really. I didn't really write that part in. Okay. Cause well, anyway, yeah, we're jumping ahead. Or well, no, ahead. like, yeah. So they, um, they realized that Pete was bit, but before that they, uh, they decide to take Pete's car and Ed is like, okay, hey, can I drive? He's like, it might be the only time I get to drive Pete's car. <laughs> yeah. And he tosses him the keys and uh, Ed gets to drive, which we'll get into a bit later. Um, I thought the, the, like this whole scene with them throwing the records at the zombies, I thought really held up as well for being, 2004, like the the special effects for the it going like lodged into the zombie's head, I thought looked really good. Yeah, it was cool. But they're just kind of like tossing these records, like <laughs> terrible. There's yeah, there's like zombies coming at them, and they're just you know, oh no, don't toss that one. I like that one. You know, going through the artists <laughs> and stuff. So the, they go through all the records. It's not working. Um, but and before that, they're like tossing like a toaster, like random shit at the zombies. <laughs> they it's going to destroy their brain. And all because the shed was locked, but like he, Sean <laughs> busted through the shed so easily. That was so funny. Cause he's like, what was the shed? And Ed's like, well, isn't it locked? And then I just cut the black. And then all of a sudden he busts through the shed. <laughs> oh man. Which, like, I love the cricket bat. Yes. Because it's so different from any other weapon. Like, yeah, it's a bat, like a baseball bat. But it's a cricket bat. Like, I, when I think of, like, a cricket bat or this movie, I think of that weapon and the movie poster of Sean holding the cricket bat. Yeah, for sure. You know know what it makes me think of? What? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh shit! Yes. Hey, you want to play some cricket? Cricket. Nobody <laughs> knows how to play cricket. <laughs> yes. I love, I love that scene with uh, Casey Jones and Raphael in the park. Yeah, me too. Me too. But yeah, I I don't know. I like I like a cricket bat as a weapon. Like it's definitely better than a skate sharpener. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like. It's wider than a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, it covers more ground a little bit, I guess. It's mm-hmm. you get a good fucking swing with it. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll get into it probably the next scene, but I mean, it shows in the next scene how he uses the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought the prom prom cane uh, zombie looked really cool, too. I thought yeah. It was cool that he was like dressed up in the prom outfit. Mm hmm. And they just 
smash the fucking ashtray on his head. Yeah. The one thing I like about this movie too is like a lot of the characters that you see like periodically throughout the beginning of it, like where Sean's going back and forth to work or to the store or something like mm-hmm. that, they all come back as zombies. They do, especially later. Yeah. From the big zombie horde. Um, yeah. I definitely recognize one. Yeah. Like you see, you see a lot of these characters that we've already seen, like, like the prom king mm-hmm. or the prom goer. I don't know if it's the king or not, but yeah, yeah. like he's behind Sean at one point in the grocery or in the convenience store. Really? Yeah. I did not. I, cause I saw like when he goes for the first time, there's like the blood on the fridge. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't before that. Oh, okay. Cause okay, we I see him go to... twice before like. Like he goes the once on his way to work when there was no zombies. Yeah. And he's actually talking to Nelson. I think his name was. Oh, I didn't notice him. Yeah. The guy's standing right behind him and he's wearing like his tuxedo and shit. Huh? That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Like you said before, Barbara, Sean's mom has no idea what's happening. And it really shows in the phone call that he has with his mom she has no idea and she's like spaced out she's like oh philip was bit by someone but you know it's okay and <laughs> Sean's just, like just a little bit under the weather yeah and she was like what are you talking about she's like i'm coming to get you yeah all right shall we go on to the next scene sure scene seven the plan sean tells ed his plan go to mom's Deal with Philip, grab mom, go to Liz's, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. <laughs> Ed tells him no, and he wants to come back here. New plan. Go to mom's, deal with Philip, grab mom, go to Liz's, grab Liz, come back here, have a tea, wait for all this to blow over. <laughs> Sean then says, We can't come back here. We need to go to the Winchester. They're about to leave, but Sean has to pee. As he's finishing up, he sees Pete in the shower as a zombie and locks him in the bathroom. At Barbara's, Sean is trying to convince his mom to leave Philip, but she won't. She brings him, and outside, Philip gets bitten again in the neck. They make it to Liz's. Ed keeps driving around while Sean climbs up Liz's building to get to her. All right, I did keep a little, quite a bit of out. I did keep quite a bit out of that scene. There you go. Lay off the wine. I know. Fuck. I did finish the bottle. Whoa. I know. You got to work tomorrow, bro. I know. I do. It's worth it, though. Yeah. Um, All right. (laughs) This, the whole plan part was so fucking funny, (laughs) which is like another part of Edgar Wright's directing. Yeah. Uh, because just like the cuts and just the, I don't know the way that also that, um, Simon Pegg acts in it during this is just so point like point on, like, I don't know. It's great. Point on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on point. I get what you mean. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think of this plan? Like, do you think it's something that you would do? That plan that you would come up with? I would I would probably stay in Liz's apartment. Yeah, because they're up high. Like, they're on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because whenever they get there, um, 
like they're high up and Sean, he's set on going to the Winchester. Yeah. And he tells them like, oh, they're going to come up here and eat you alive. And that kind of convinces Diane to go to the Winchester with him. But I mean, it's not a great plan at all. And I think Sean realizes it at the end of the movie as well. Well, yeah, I would hope so at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love whenever they pull up to Sean's parents and they're in Pete's car and mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a Jag in the driveway. And Ed's like, oh, I didn't know Barbara drove a Jag. And he's like, oh, it's uh, uh, what's his what's the boyfriend's name? Philip. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, it's Phillips. And he's like, oh, that's a nice car. And he's like, yeah, um, you'll never be able to drive it or anything like that. Like, he doesn't even let me drive it. And then so he goes inside and he tells Ed to like keep driving or no, he tells Ed he'll be right back out and not to go anywhere. So then they, he comes out with his mom and Philip and Ed's like, oh, I wrecked the car. <laughs> like you were parked and he's like uh well uh and like the cars in the background smashed into a fucking telephone pole yeah and he only did it so that they could drive the jag <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then whenever they're leaving sean is like oh maybe i should have drove and it's like i already adjusted the seat <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh But yeah, at this point, when they go to, actually, before that, um, Pete is like, he's naked in the shower. Oh, yeah. Whenever Sean finds him, and he just like locks him in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, And then as he goes down the stairs, Ed is like, uh, Pete's going to be pissed off when he knows I drove his car. And Sean's like, no, not likely. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think he's going to find out. No, no. Uh, Philip is pretty, like, he's very sickly whenever you go into the house of his mom's. Yeah, but he does, like, he's in the very early stages of zombification. Definitely. Like, he he just looks like he's got, like, a flu or a cold or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when they get outside and Philip gets bit by the zombie, which is, you know, he gets fucked up. It's fucking gnarly. It was. (laughs) And Sean is trying to convince his mom, like, he's dead. He's like, he's a goner, but she still doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. At this point. And they decide to fucking bring him with them. Yeah. I know. It's, yeah. (laughs) That's, that's why I said, like, Sean and his mom's relationship is like almost codependent. Cause like anything that she wants, he just does it like mm-hmm. to, to make her happy. Yeah. Right. Like he didn't want to bring Philip in the first place. And no. he's trying to tell his mom, like it's, he's not good. Like you don't understand what's going on. Like we have to leave him here. And it turns then he ends up bringing him with them. And then Philip gets bit. His fucking neck gets ripped off. Yeah. And they still bring him with them. I feel like even if Philip wasn't a zombie or got bit, Sean wouldn't want him to come. No, definitely not. No. Uh, And also going back to the cricket bat, whenever Sean is on his way from the car to the building, he fucks up like a good four or five zombies like really quickly with that cricket bat. Yeah, he does. 
And like he's using it as like a blocker too. Like he's fucking like shoving it in their faces so they can't get anybody. And he's like fucking uppercutting them with it and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and I think before this too, whatever they pull up, I don't know why, but Sean was in the back seat with Philip. I don't know why the mom wouldn't be, but uh, Philip has like the child locks on. <laughs> John's like, why the fuck do you have the child locks on? I think one of them says, I think Philip says safety first. Yeah. So then Sean starts climbing like the, um, what's it called? Like the roof, but sunroof. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, come on, mate, watch the leather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about this the scene with david and diane and them now we're just wait till the next scene uh it's up to you yeah because i think during this scene david is pretty much going wherever liz Liz is going yeah and uh sean is pretty much trying to convince them any way he can to get them to leave the apartment yeah like i think he's just trying to prove himself to liz yeah. to get her back yeah he's like look i've quit smoking and he like throws his throws the smoke pack behind her and mm, yes that was at this scene yeah was that this scene or was that yeah that was before no it was one of the times when he went yeah. to her apartment he's trying to convince her that he's changed yeah it's one of those yeah all right anyway <laughs> let's go to the next scene all right. all right scene eight to the wellington Sean, Liz, Diane, and David make their way out of the flat to the car. Sean gets into an argument with Ed about how dogs can look up. On their way, Philip turns into a zombie, so they have to abandon the car. The Winchester is 20 fences away. (laughs) (laughs) They left the weapons in the car. On the way, the group runs into Yvonne and her group, who are the exact same as their group. They go by Jill and Derek's house, who were friends with Barbara. She gets attacked by Derek, and Sean has to save her. After killing Derek, Sean goes up a slide to see if the coast is clear. It is not, so they figure out they have to pretend to be zombies. Diane puts them through an acting class. At the door of the Winchester, they are locked out and can't get in. Ed gets a phone call from his buddy, and obviously he takes the phone call. Ed, David breaks a window to get in while Sean runs through the zombies to distract them. All right. So, question. Can dogs look up? What What is that? They is that have, a thing? They have to move their head to look up. They yeah, but... Like how we can move our eyes to look up? They can't do that. But they can move their head, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To look up. Yeah. Is that what they're getting at? That they can't like look up with their eyes? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, really... I, I thought. I, I thought the whole thing was weird. Yeah. No. They have to. They have to like use their head to look up. They right. Have to move their whole head. Yeah. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't think their eyes move in like an upwards direction. Oh really? I don't know. I'm not a. I don't know. I'm not a canine expert, but I think I have heard that before. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> well, and because like their eyes are more like, I don't know. I was gonna say their eyes are on the side of their head. So, were <laughs> they a fucking chameleon? <laughs> <laughs> they can move each eye independently. <laughs> yeah. 
They're hammerhead sharks. Oh, chameleons are creepy as fuck. I love them. I mean, they're cool, but like, damn, imagine getting a fucking rim job from one of them. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving Seth ideas now. (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking glory barn. There's There's a petting zoo section. They got horses and chameleons. Yeah, man. Something for everyone. I mean, those deers can lick a salt lick any any time, any day. <laughs> those salt blocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I think you mentioned this quickly before, but I think during this scene in the car is whenever Philip, they kind of have like a sentimental moment between yeah. him and uh, Sean. Yeah. Did you want to add to that a bit? Well, this... Because, like, all throughout this movie, up until this point, you think that Philip's just an asshole. And then, like, in his dying moments, which is what happens in a lot of cases, and it's kind of fucking sad that that's when people decide to express their true feelings. But so Philip, like, with his dying breath, he tells Sean, like, uh, he's always loved him and he's always thought that he could do really, really good things. He just needed a push. And he's like, Philip was like, I'm sorry for being so hard on you, but like, I felt that you needed that. And he said it was hard coming in, excuse me. It was hard coming into your life when you were already 12 years old, you'd Uh already grown up so much and like stuff like that. And it was, it was a really heartfelt moment. And Sean was even like crying at that point. Yeah. Whenever Philip, Philip dies and um, Barbara's like, Barbara said something and, Sean's like, oh, Philip's gone. Oh, where's he gone to? (laughs) (laughs) No, mom, he's dead. (laughs) And during like the whole drive to wherever they're going, uh, Ed has like the music fucking blaring. Yeah. And Philip's in the bath like, oh, I'll be fine. Just turn the fucking music down. Yeah. And during that scene, whenever Sean and Barbara are in the front and she's like, oh, let's get Philip. And Sean says, he's not the man he used to know. And then look over and Philip is like leaning to the front and turns the radio off as the zombie. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and also once he turns, uh, it's only Barbara and Ed in the front seat, I think. So there they get out and in the back, they have the child locks on still <laughs> and they can't fucking get out. But Ed is just fucking sitting there. And all of a sudden, I think it's Diane or Barbara is like, Ed, what the fuck are you doing? Let him out. Because <laughs> they can't fucking get out because they're stuck in the backseat because the child locks. Why didn't they grab their fucking weapons? I don't know. That's yeah, stupid. <laughs> like, you know, it's a zombie apocalypse at this point. Yeah. I'd be arming myself to the teeth. Me too. Me too. Um, so they mention... Sean mentions that the Winchester is 20 fences over. (laughs) I recently saw like a TikTok or something where they have a scene of Simon Pegg jumping over fences in every one of these trilogy, like the trilogy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Because like the first fence he tries to go over just fucking falls down and eats shit. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh so hard at that every time. Yeah. And then on the way, they're like kind of going around a corner and Sean runs into Yvonne who like, I don't understand what their relationship is because I think he meets her 
at a scene when he's like on to work or something like that earlier in the movie. Yeah. But it almost seems like they were former like girlfriend, boyfriend, maybe. Yeah. That's kind of the, the vibe I'm getting from it. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they like meet up with their group right away. And then they're like, all right, see you later, Yvonne and see you, Sean. And then as they're going by each other, we see, um, What's his name? Fuck. The guy we mentioned before. Uh, David? The actor. Oh. No, not David. Uh... Oh, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sh- No, not Martin, Martin. Sheen. That's fucking... <laughs> 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 yeah, Martin Sheen was in this oh, fucking movie. Fuck. Martin Freeman. Sh- Freeman, right. I almost just said Martin Short, too. Jesus Christ. He looks like Martin Short, though. He does, actually. So. Wow. Um, Don't put me on Jeopardy. No. So Sean and Yvonne are like equals in this kind of other reality, right? Yeah. And then we cut to the next pairing who is Liz and Martin Freeman's character who Martin Freeman is Yvonne's boyfriend. Yeah. And then the next character is, I think, David and then his equal who are like these weird kind of awkward people. And then Diane, who's wearing like a toque, or uh, I get what do Americans call toques? Beanies. Yeah, beanies. Yeah. Yeah. So beanies. Um, and then the next is Barbara, and then the other girl who's like an older lady, <laughs> and then <laughs> Ed, and this other guy who looks even more on the spectrum than Ed does. They just say like, all right, <laughs> as they're running by each other. But that was so funny. Um, so they're like on their way to the Winchester and Barbara stops at this house and she says, oh, that looks like Jill and Derek's house. And she stops. So the rest of them keep going. And then we see Derek, who is scary as fuck. Yeah. His eyes were popping so far <laughs> out of his head. It was terrifying, man. So they realize that Barbara's back there. And then uh, Sean just like hops on his mini trampoline and jumps the fuck over the fence. <laughs> like he's fucking <laughs> Superman. Oh, fuck. And he gets in a fight with Derek. They burst through the fence and the other people like hand him this kind of pole with a, a tether ball. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. And he like hits him in the head and doesn't do shit. And he's like, oh, that doesn't fucking work. And they're like, spear him. <laughs> so he spears Derek through the, the fence. Mm-hmm. And so uh, kills Derek. And <laughs> I thought this part was so funny. I burst out laughing. But whenever Sean like goes up the ladder and the way that Edgar Wright directs it, I think it makes it that much funnier. Because mm-hmm. he like you see his feet like hop up the ladder and he looks up, you just see his feet, and then he like hops back down the ladder, and he's like, "No, nope, not clear at all." <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like, "How many?" He's like, "Uh, lots." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, somehow they kind of someone makes a statement, um, that oh, we can just pretend to be zombies, or it's not like that clear, but someone says something. Yeah, because Diane's an actress in training. Yeah. 
So they decide that Diane is going to put them through like an acting class to try and be <laughs> zombies. And the best candidate is definitely Sean. Cause yeah. Ed kind of calls him out. He's like, well, what the fuck do you got? And Sean is just like, <laughs> and Ed's like, Oh, that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> uh, um, so during this scene, when they're making their way through, there's only like a couple of them who are really going for the zombie thing. Like the mom is not even acting at all. And neither is David. Yeah. But they get to the door and they can't get in because it's locked and they're trying to get in. And then all of a sudden Ed gets a phone call and he just sits down at the picnic table and starts talking to the guy. And this is like kind of a serious moment between Sean and Ed because Sean is like saying like, you're always fucking shit up. Like, this is what you do, pretty much. Yeah. And knocks the phone to his hand, and Ed's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and, like, behind them, there's all these zombies. <laughs> oh, man. Um, And then David decides to throw garbage cans through the window because no one's really doing anything at all. Yeah. And then Sean just jumps into the pit of zombies, and it's like, how does he not get fucking bit? Yeah, I don't get that. And lures them away. Um, and yeah, that's it for that scene. Anything you want to add? Uh, I don't think so. Like the one th- one thing I didn't like about this whole scene is like normally whenever uh, like I'm trying to normally whenever people try and like go through like a horde of zombies, they like mask their scent with stuff. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like yeah. zombies have a keen sense of smell is kind of like what the mythology is i was thinking of that too and they just like kind of walk in and just act like zombies but like you would think they'd be able to smell their mm-hmm. like flesh and blood and stuff like that because one of the ones one of the zombies from the bus stop we saw during the credits yeah he walks like literally right through all of them yeah but then i mean after that he turns around and is kind of thinking like oh these don't seem right yeah that's true so they're kind of picking the zombies are kind of picking up on to that they're not real zombies but then again they're at the front door for a good five minutes yeah just be nitpicky yep all right scene nine anyone want to have a pint (laughs) i think i'd be drinking my fucking face off at this point Oh, me too, man. Me too, definitely. All right. So while the rest are sitting inside, they're arguing about Sean not coming back. David is going on a big, huge rant about Sean. They'll decide to have a drink and Sean comes back. David is still questioning Sean and his plans. The streetlights come on outside, but not the lights inside. Sean goes to the fuse box to turn the lights on and the light turns on a light in front of the door beside him, which reveals a huge horde of zombies waiting to get in. The power is on in the pub, and Ed starts playing an arcade game, attracting all the zombies outside. (laughs) Queen's Don't Stop Me Now starts playing on the jukebox. John, the bar owner, comes out of nowhere and starts attacking everyone. Sean, Ed, and Liz grab pool cues and start beating John. Sean is... Locked in kind of a grapple with John, and Diane starts throwing darts at him. Sean then smashes John's head into the jukebox, killing him. 
All right. I loved this scene with the queen song playing. <laughs> Me too. Like your question during the truth no dare, was this why you asked that question? Yeah. Cause like, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the perfect song to kill zombies with. No, but it felt like for this movie in particular, it was fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And the way they matched up them hitting the zombie with the pool cues was so choreographed. It yeah. was, just, I loved it, man. Yeah, it's a sick scene. So good. Um, yeah, like I was just thinking, because like not only this scene, but like there's also like scenes in video games, like Doom was something that came to mind, like just that yes. heavy metal soundtrack, and you're just like running through and just fucking blasting these demons and shit. Yes. So I was thinking like whenever Sean's like running through the crowd of them and just like hitting them all with the the cricket bat. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like that'd be so cool with like a heavy soundtrack behind it. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. Um, and then this scene also kind of shows David's uh, whiny bitch ass self. Whiny bitch and also <laughs> his not pa- not passion. What's the other more creepy word? Toward Liz. Um, like obsession? Yes. Yes, that's it. His obsession with Liz, because he's going on like a 10 minute tangent about how terrible a person Sean is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, your plan was to stay in that in Liz's place the whole fucking time, which I mean, it's not a terrible plan, I guess, but he's just a little bitch, man. Like, I hate him so much. Yeah, I don't like him at all. I don't like him throughout the entire movie. And then like in this scene, it like I hate him even more. And like he's complaining about the food, but it's like, okay, how much food did Liz have in her apartment for you guys to stay in there? Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, we can live on, I don't know, chips and whatever. And he's throwing them. And then he got that epic grab from Sean. (laughs) And you don't want a peanut. Yeah. And he's given... Like kind of like a badass moment, but he's like giving the the treats to Liz, and you can see in Liz's face that she's turned the fuck on. Yeah, like she would take him in the back room in the back room and <laughs> fucking give it to him, right? Yeah. Um, but also during this scene, whenever Ed asks for the quib, you just fucking knew something was not right. Yeah, Ed. And then he starts playing the fucking arcade game. <laughs> that just goes to show like how immature Ed is. Like they're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and he just starts playing fucking arcade games, yeah. which are loud as fuck. Which shows because all the zombies start coming around the fucking outside of it. Yeah. Oh, man. But this whole this scene, like this sequence is probably one of my favorites in the movie. Um, most, more specifically, uh, Diane, when, um, Sean is fighting with the one zombie (laughs) and she starts throwing darts at them (laughs) and the first one, she completely misses both of them. Like it goes right in between both their faces. Yeah. And then Sean's like, throw one again, throw one again. 
and she hits the zombie in the arm and he's like yeah yeah yeah, good now aim for the head and then she throws a th- the third <laughs> one and it fucking hits sean right in the side of the fucking head that would fucking hurt oh so my much God, that would hurt i don't like i don't i don't know that wouldn't kill you would it no no there's, unless it like hit you in the temple maybe yeah but i mean like, that, that went far in his fucking skull man yeah, but I think like your skull would stop it from going too True. far in. But yeah. uh, that's now I just finished saying that this sequence is like one of my favorites in the movie, but it's also one of the dumbest. Like they know that they need to kill these zombies by like impaling them in the head or something like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're all taking pool cues and just beating this one old guy over the back with the pool cues. It's like you know. I was thinking that too because sean and ed didn't learn from when they're throwing the random fucking junk at the zombies yeah like you know that this isn't gonna do anything to him yeah i felt yeah it was definitely for the scene like the music and that scene just once synchronized so well together Mm -hmm. but i agree with you yeah sidebar this no bad days beer is really fucking good nice nice um Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Scene 10. Who can shoot a gun? Oh, my God. Zombies start to break into the pub. Barbara is giving her necklace to Liz, revealing that she was bitten by Derek. They're trying to shoot the zombies. Sean notices that Barbara is hurt. David gets the gun and threatens to shoot Barbara. They're all in a standoff with each other. Barbara turns into a zombie, so Sean ends up killing her with the gun. Sean pushes David, and David pulls the trigger, but the gun is out of bullets. David then says he's leaving. He gets grabbed by a bunch of zombies and is torn apart. Diane grabs his leg and opens the door, trying to beat up zombies. She gets eaten. The zombies start making their way in, including Pete. He ends up biting Ed. Then Sean and Liz get behind the bar lighting it ablaze. Ed jumps over the bar. They make their way into the cellar. Ed is in bad shape, and Sean finds an elevator out of there while Ed stays behind. Outside, before Liz and Sean are going to take on the zombies, the military shows up saving them, including Yvonne. All right. Um, So like we kind of agreed from the get-go, they were kind of fucked going into this bar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it shows during this scene. And, and like, David is so annoying in this scene, too. Like, I'm so glad he got killed. (laughs) You don't say that very often. (laughs) What? I said, we don't say that very often. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, The standoff reminded me so much of that Office episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whenever uh, Andy, I think Michael and... Dwight are all <laughs> the fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, but at this point, this is where it kind of all comes out that David has always been in love with Liz. Yeah. And even Diane kind of says, yeah, you didn't end up with Liz and I was there to break your fall pretty much. Mm-hmm. And as if like, David tried to fucking kill Sean, like he pulled the trigger. Did he? Yeah, he pulls the trigger and the the gun kind of clicks. 
Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, David is fucking crazy, man. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's like, if if she won't have me, then she's not having anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought the effects whenever David gets eaten was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, cause they just like tear into his stomach and just start ripping everything out of him. It looks so real. You see, just see his intestines getting pulled out, and then his arms and his legs get pulling off, and <laughs> Diane ends up getting a leg, and then she just goes nuts. I don't know why, cause I feel like she didn't love David that much, but mm-hmm. she unlocks the main door and opens it, <laughs> and I don't know what her plan was. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. I know it was fucked. Yeah. I love that they brought Pete back into the, the movie too. Yeah, he shows up at the door. And then Ed has him in the fucking headlock. <laughs> uh, I love that it was Ed that grabs him too, because you know that Ed hates him. Yeah. And then Pete's, Pete bites Ed. Um I thought the scene cool was the scene was cool whenever they're behind the bar. And the bullets drop on the bar, like in the fire. Yeah. And the one zombie's about to get to them, and the bullets start going off and shooting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It just fucking hits her right in the face. Yeah. Right in the forehead. Yeah. So they end up down in the cellar. And they're kind of deciding, like, what's going to happen. Because Ed is fucked up. Like, he's been bit a bunch. He's He's done for. So Sean and Liz are kind of going back and forth and Liz says, well, I don't know if I can kill myself. There's two bullets left. So you'll have to kill me and you'll have to kill yourself. Yeah. And Sean says, I've already killed my, his mother, his, what does he say? He said, I've already killed my mom and my flatmate. Yes. So I don't, I don't know if I can kill you kill, or something like kill that. Kill my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And Liz says, oh, girlfriend, I didn't think we were back together. And Sean says, oh, do you really want to die being single? She says, that's true. She says, but I don't think I can kill myself. Or no, that was before. But she says, how we have this one last fag, yeah. which is a cigarette. Yeah. And this is when Sean says, oh, like I quit smoking. You don't have them. And she just pulls up the pack of cigarettes and he's like, oh, I, where'd you get that? And she's like, you toss it in my gar- my trash bin or whatever. And then Sean finds the elevator button and Ed says, oh, I'm pretty much done for. Like, I'll just kill myself. So they go up top and then they're about to kill zombies and all the military shows up and then Yvonne just comes out of nowhere <laughs> And she's by herself. So, do you think that the rest of her group died? I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Do you think so? That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. Like I didn't know really what Yvonne was to Sean because she comes back for them. So I don't know. They definitely dated. There's no doubt in my mind that they dated. Yeah, that's true. Like right before him and Liz, I would say. Yeah. Um, and Yvonne's kind of a badass too. She's like a golf club and fucks up a couple zombies <laughs> in that scene. Yeah. Um, anything else to add before we get to the uh, last one? Uh, I don't think so. 
Oh, Sean needs to learn how to fucking aim a gun. Yeah, because he's using the rest of his group to kind of aim as to where the zombies are going to be. Well, yeah, and he can't even fucking hit a single one of them. No, he shoots one in the arm. It's like, what good is that? Well, yeah, and like he's not, it's not like he's like shooting at them from across a parking lot or something like that. Mm -hmm. He just, he's like maximum 10 feet away from them. Yeah, yeah. And he can't hit one of them. No. Where it counts anyways. Yeah. All right. Scene 11. Final scene. Sean is at home with Liz watching TV. Zombies have become a part of everyday life. Working, doing game shows, even being husbands. (laughs) Sean goes out to the shed and starts playing video games. We see a chained up zombie Ed playing video games with him. Ed tries to bite Sean as well. The end. I love this final scene. So do I, man. It's so good to have have Ed still be a part of Sean's life. Yeah. It just, yeah. It goes to show, like, the friendship that they have. And, like, all throughout their, like, lives, Ed's never, or Sean's never let Ed down. No. Like, he's always, he's always been there for him. And it just, yeah. Mm. It's a nice little touch to the end of it. Yeah, and even Sean and Liz are together and they're like in Sean's house and they're watching TV and <laughs> you see like game shows or do like an obstacle course with the zombies. Yeah. The one zo- the one kid who worked for set or Sean at the beginning of the uh, movie, he's like working at a grocery store mm-hmm. and they have like a Mori kind of type thing. <laughs> it's like, I married a monster. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's great to see Sean and Liz like happy together. She's he says, "What are we doing today?" And then she tells like explains what they're doing today. And he's like, "That sounds good." He's like, "But I'm gonna go hang out in the shed for a bit." Yeah. And you go up. He picks up the controller and it says, "Player two joined." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, what's happening?" And they cuts over to to Ed. He's chained up, being a zombie. He tries to bite him. Yeah. It was a good ending. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy the ending. All right. Okay. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. Oh, we're crossing over. We are. <laughs> Do you have any questions for the thoughts after watching? Um. So I watched, I have a DVD or yeah, DVD copy. And on the cover, it says that, uh, fuck, where is my copy? Basically, it says that it's like a, a horror rom-com. So I wanted to ask, do you agree with that classification of it? Uh, my first thoughts is I didn't think of a rom-com. But... I mean, I've, yeah. It, it, it does have comedy in it, but... I don't know. I honestly never thought of that. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I don't know. Like, you can kind of see it. Like, there's some romantic periods. Like, he's trying to get the girl back. And he's his whole mission is to save his mom and to save his girlfriend. Hmm. So, I, I can kind of see it. You know, that may be a whole another new movie genre i never thought of 
because uh, <laughs> we see it with uh, warm bodies too that's literally what I was just thinking too yeah it's a fucking horror rom-com <laughs> damn that's crazy let's see more of it so, I mean not. like there's other old movies like all the old like monster movies are kind of like that like yeah like one of the movies I put up for a recent pool poll, go check out our Instagram page, but <laughs> the shape of water, I guess that would be a horror rom-com. Yeah, exactly. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a different take on it. Hmm. I never really would have thought of that. No, me either. Um, I had a couple questions about after watching this movie. Okay. Does this, well, we're kind of jumping ahead, but does this rank fairly high on your horror comedy list? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, I would put too. this like in top five for sure. Yeah, me too. I think this is right behind. Um, it uh, not it comes tonight. What we do in the shadows. Yeah, I think this. What we do in the shadows, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Those are like top tier. Yeah horror comedies yeah i agree very much so 100 percent my other one is how do you rank the edgar wright trilogy with uh brackets (laughs) dude that's pretty much the exact same question that i was about to ask you i haven't watched hot fuzz in a very long time me either but I know that it is fantastic. Yeah. So as of right now, I'd probably do like in order, like one, two, and three, like Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, and Outworld's End. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, <clears throat> I think I need to watch Hot Fuzz, I think, this week, I think. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind like watch, well, we just watched this one, but I wouldn't mind like watching all three of them back to back and just... Mm-hmm kind of getting a a different not a different outlook but like a fresh perspective on the three of them yeah yeah because it's even been a while since i've watched this yeah me too me too and like at world's end i think that's the most recent one i've watched yeah um i think i just like that one bait there's because like the premise of it like they just go around to these all these bars and we even started a thing in our hometown uh well, not hometown, but one of the cities near us where we had kind of a bar hop thing um, in Brockville. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. But uh, fuck, we tried to do that for my birthday a couple weekends ago and that got shut down fast. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I guess Hot Fuzz is, is kind of a horror as well. Yeah, in a sense. Well, so is that rolls in, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Now that they say it. Yeah cool man yeah um i had a couple other points too like i was just gonna say like that the movie holds up like 100 percent uh compared to like now from whenever i watched it originally mm-hmm. like the comedy is still top notch the gore still looks really good the the yeah. acting and the script writing is fucking amazing or fantastic <laughs> Honestly, I didn't get that, so I'm with you, man. <laughs> fuck, fuck Josh. Fuck Josh. 
Uh, actually, I had another question, which we kind of already answered at the start of the episode, but was, do you like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg? Um, we already kind of answered that. Like, but... just do I like them as actors? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, I do. I really enjoy Simon Pegg in the, the Mission Impossible movies. Because mm-hmm. he brings that kind of comedic factor, like he's he's not like overly comedic but i think he just brings a little bit to those movies yeah for sure cool yeah i agree okay move on over to the hmc favorites then let's do it jeez these episodes take a while they do i know <laughs> fucking horror movie crew <laughs> Okay, what was your favorite scene or scenes from the movie? So, I picked one right off the bat. And I'll stick to it, but after going through this discussion with you, it was fucking hard. Holy yeah, shit. For sure. Um, but I picked when Ed and Sean first meet the zombie girl outside in their garden. Because it's so fucking funny whenever... She's like turn around and Ed just picks a rock, a tiny rock. <laughs> just tosses at her and she turns around and then they're like, oh fuck. She is drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it just gets me every time, man. Uh, I love it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, ironically, that was my favorite one too. Was it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just nice. like the way that they're arguing over which vinyl to to throw, and yeah, it's just fucking batshit crazy. It's just it's a classic scene. Like yeah. I think I can say that now. Yeah. Um, I almost switched to the scene whenever they're hitting the zombie with the pool cues. Yeah. Just because how perfect that scene matches up with the music. It, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite kill in the movie? Um, there wasn't that many kills in this movie, to be honest. But I went with John the bar owner, just because whenever they are hitting with the pool cues, and then uh, Sean just takes them and smashes his head into the box. I thought it was pretty. Yeah, cool. that one was cool. Who are you? Um, my favorite kill is it's a background kill so we've we mentioned it whenever we were going through the scenes but whenever they're coming out of the bar and they're all hammered and the couple's like making out oh yeah and you just see buddy's like head like (laughs) flop backwards (laughs) i thought it was really funny during that scene whenever they because whenever they first get to the bar it's daylight out right yeah yeah do you think that they were regular people making out during that scene and they just change or at least the girl changed yeah you think that's what happened that the girl just was infected like before they started making out and they just didn't know yeah yeah i think so like she was like in the early stages of it at the start yeah okay cool yeah Okay, and what is one of the things that you liked about the movie? So the thing I liked the most about this movie, and honestly, this is there's so many things I could have picked, 
but I went with the soundtrack. Okay. And I keep going back to it, but the scene with them beating up John, it was just, it matched up so perfect with the soundtrack and the actors being so on point. Like, the the editing and I loved it, man. I don't know. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, everything's like perfectly placed. Yeah. What about you? Um, I really liked how um, the movie like really stood the test of time with multiple horror comedies coming out since its release. Yeah. And, like we've seen just an uncountable amount of zombie movies since then. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few zombie movies that I will continue to watch because it's just so well done. Yeah. Um, and like the script and the acting throughout the whole thing is just, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I have zero complaints with the script or the way it's acted out. Yeah. And I feel like it's the perfect runtime too. Yeah. It's not that long. No, that's true. Yeah. It's an hour and like 39 minutes. Like it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. And what is one thing you didn't like about the movie? I feel like we might have the same answer for this. Okay. But I said David. Yes. I could not stand <laughs> this fucking guy, man. Oh, oh my god. Such a piece of shit. It's like, why is Diane with this guy, man? He's such a coward and he's always, you know, picking on Sean and he's creepy with Liz. Like, yeah. just get over it, man. Fuck. I agree. Is that what you said too? Yep. I said I couldn't <laughs> stand him back when the movie first came out and I still can't stand his whiny little bitch ass now. Oh, he's so whiny. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright, and lastly, would you watch it again? Uh, I mean, this is an obvious answer, but... Hell yeah, I would, man. <laughs> I love this movie. Yep. Um, yeah, I said absolutely I would watch it again. Sweet. Yeah, man, this is... This is probably <clears throat> one of the most rewatchable movies in general that I could watch. Yeah. It's, it's such a good time. I agree. Yeah, like, I could watch this a couple times a year and not get sick of it i even think fucking sarah would like this movie she actually she said last night that she would watch it with me but by the time i was getting around to uh to being able to watch it she was like ready for bed but yeah she said that she would have watched it nice which i was a little impressed with yeah (laughs) it's a good movie it is a good movie which brings us to the stabby ratings. Stabbies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just give me one sec. I have to pull up Josh's picture here. We don't feel, have this in front of us like they do. No, I feel like this may fuck up their movie rankings and Josh will be very upset. Yep, I think but- so. But we don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right, Krubies, if this is your first time listening, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try my best. 
Um, so HMC has a cool little rating system, which they call the Stabby's rating, and they rank movies from zero to five. So, Brooke. Oh wait, hold on. I have no, to you got it. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> at the top we have Scream from HMC episode one. Josh's pick with a four point eight. We have Texas Chainsaw. 2003 the ring the conjuring and rob zombies halloween all coming in second place with a rating of 4.7 and we have halloween h2o and ready or not coming in at third place with a 4.6 average stabbies rating and coming up in the rear we have jess's pick of a ginger dead man josh has gingerbread man written down here what a fucking loser Wow, what a fuck up. <laughs> uh, the Ginger Dead Man, which was Jess's pick with a 0.7. We have Killer Condom, which is one of Seth's picks with a 1.5. And we have The Thing, which was Josh's pick with a 2.5. And I that see, is fucking blasphemy. It is blasphemy. They need to figure that shit out. All right, so Brooke, what did you give Shaun of the Dead? So I gave Shaun of the Dead a 4.6 stabbies out of 5. Dude, me too. Did you? Actually, yeah. Do you know what that means? That means we have a new top three in the stabbies. Fuck yeah, and fuck you, Josh. <laughs> so that is now tied for third place with, fuck, I can't remember, uh, Halloween H2O and Ready or Not. Hell yeah. And I better hear this movie in every single one of their episodes coming up. You better, man. <laughs> or I'll be, we'll, we'll delete their episode on ours. Yeah, definitely. We'll do it. Yeah, sabotage. That's sweet. No math for us. No math. That's right. All right. So it's time to go over to the losers over at Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but actually, their rankings are quite similar to what ours were. So I can't complain too much. Mm, were they? They were. They were. Okay. So the critics consensus, Shaun of the Dead cleverly balances scares and witty satire making for a bloody good zombie movie with loads of wit yeah i agree wholeheartedly all right did you check the critics rating seeing as how this isn't one of our regular episodes no i didn't honestly all right so what do you think the critics scored it i'm trying not to be too like biased about it but i mean it's got to be a 91 oh man you're so close 92 percent. okay nice nice on 212 ratings very nice and the audience ranked it a 93 percent on 250,000 ratings right where it needs to be i agree and imdb rated it a 7.9 out of 10 on 515,000 ratings and the horror movie crew slash a podcast on Elm Street. Only place to get your ratings. The only place to get your ratings. We gave it a 
Very nice. So we are right up there with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, man. Uh, ready to wrap this up? Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. Um, I just want to thank the HMC for, first of all, agreeing to do this crazy-ass episode with us. <laughs> um, we love all three of them very much. We've honestly become so close with all of them, yeah. and we are very grateful to be able to do this kind of thing with them. For sure. And um, any of you crewbies who are not listening to our episodes, just uh, go give us a listen because, um, I mean, we're pretty cool, you know. <laughs> we're all right. We're all right. <laughs> <laughs> we like our, we like each other or ourselves, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys can find us on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, slide into those DMs if you have any questions or if you want to shoot the shit. Um, we are doing a content creators corner. So anybody that's listening to this, uh, that may not listen to our episodes. If you are a content creator, please uh, send us a message on Instagram and we can work on getting a promo of your show onto our show in order to hopefully help spread awareness of uh, the content that you're creating. Yeah. And hence content creator corner. Hence content creators. corner. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks again to the HMC for for agreeing to do this. Um, Brooke, I hate you because this was a very tough uh, hill to climb, um, pretending to be another podcast and not doing our own format. It was a little weird. Fuck, you're telling me it took me like four (laughs) hours to type up this goddamn thing. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing it. Me too. I'm glad. glad. And... um, if you're listening, HMC is doing a, uh, a live watch party, I think, two days after this episode drops. Yes, that's true. Um, we will definitely be there. So I don't know what their Discord is, if they have one yet. But um, yeah, just keep your eye out for that. Yep, for sure. All right. All right, well... We are going to go have some beaver tails and uh, ride our Mises. Ride our Mises into battle with. Uh, yeah. So, talk to you later, guys. We're out of here. Bye. Hey, Krubies. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast, and you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all.